Raisin Man Arena. And then Eric Rahel's in that. They Eric, don't utilize him. I know. Yeah. And then to see Bardia not utilized. Hello, hello. They don't even let Bardia yell. And there's somebody, there's other people yelling. In I know. Movie. In that sketch, I thought, okay, Bardia's going to yell. And then yes. they bring a different guy to yell. That and I was like, just... why do you even have Bardia in there if you're not going to let him yell? That, yeah. But, you know, he's getting his bag, so... You're listening to Raisin Manorina. Unfortunately, it's... I don't think people make a lot of money on that show. No. But no, they make a lot of money on that. Yeah, I think she's right. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I think she's right. Yeah. It's funny when you see... We're talking about I Think You Should Leave, Tim Robinson's show, the newest season. When you see like a featured comedy performer on that show who isn't someone that you know from Brooklyn Alternative Comedy and you're like oh they must be from a little parallel they must universe. have a group of friends cheering them on they have a group of friends just like us yeah. in Cincinnati in yeah. the Cincinnati comedy scene or somewhere do you really think like, there's oh anyone God. from the Cincinnati comedy scene who's getting a bit role I'm in not industry. sure but I like to think the world is bigger than we think it's true it's yeah. not just New York LA it's not just New York LA <laughs> the Somali the, uh-huh. the, the the Eritrean comedy yep. scene <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of nice <laughs> you ever see these uh, there's like Nigerian stand up comedians on Twitter that have like millions of followers and you click on their accounts and they're not followed by anyone you know yeah yep. <laughs> well my well nigeria has something it's something like the fifth largest country in the world it has some of the funniest people <laughs> some of the funniest people in the world, world. when you're yes. thinking about but it's the size of wisconsin but its population is wow. the fifth largest country in the world it's only the size of wisconsin yeah wow we got to get more people inside of wisconsin yes, <laughs> yes. we're, we're yeah. underutilizing yeah. that state yes. more nigerians we could <laughs> get at least as many people the, as the nigerians in don't know that there's another nigeria in the united states and it's called wisconsin, wisconsin. <laughs> yep um it is true about there's a state Whatever, it doesn't matter. There's just oh. an American state where it's like there's like a, the largest concentration of Somalis, I think, or something. So I was like, I wonder if Wisconsin's that. I think it's Maine. Some, Maine? Yeah. In Maine, they have a, a very large Somali pop, Somalian, Somali population. And in Rhode Island, they have the biggest Portuguese population outside of Portugal, is what I've heard. Really? I've heard that, but I don't, I mean, I think it might be true. Turn a lot up. of Portuguese turn up. The, vo- the volume or like turn up because we're the starting volume or turn up like a party turn it know. up let us yeah. know first time chatter let yeah. us know what you in meant silver spring the town that i'm from they have the biggest concentration of ethiopians outside that's, of ethiopia literally that's what i was looking for oh that's what i meant that uh, silver spring in ethiopia oh that's what <laughs> i had heard rhode but island you said rhode island i know but you know you know how, okay so do you so no, no 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 remember when i gave that example yeah. right before that i said there's some state that's the largest one etc do you remember yeah. when i said that yes, yes. That's, that's what you what just you said meant. is what i was looking for oh that's funny because yeah. i was thinking what a weird coincidence that he's saying this fact exactly the way that i say the fact about my town i was almost not even gonna say it because i was like well he already said something kind of like mm, <laughs> my it's close enough yeah <laughs> and once I was in Silver Spring, the very town that I'm from, and I was in an Uber, and the Uber driver was Ethiopian. He was like, where are you from? And I was like, Silver Spring. And he was like, no, like, where are you from, like, originally? And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm from Silver Spring. And he was like, no, you're not Ethiopian. 
I got microaggressed. Wait, I don't understand. You said you're from Silver I'm Spring, so and you said no. Sarah. You would have to be Ethiopian to be from Silver Spring. Yes, yes. It's like when people who are people of color get asked in the United States, like where? But where are you actually from? Where are you actually? From? But he didn't mean you are, must be Irish or something. He no, meant, he he meant you the, probably are not from Silver Spring because yes, yes. only Ethiopians live here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he turned the that's whole. That's where micro- Ethiopians are from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So that was wow, I'm so sorry you got microaggressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It can happen anywhere. Yeah. To, to anyone. And to anyone. It, reverse racism is real. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Now that it's twenty two. JK, I don't think that, listeners. Yes, he doesn't think that. The joke is that I think the opposite of that. And when I tacitly agreed, I didn't know he was joking. And I was agreeing <laughs> with him when he I thought he was being serious. Um So we're back after a little it's hiatus. A it's been a couple weeks. Can I say something else on the subject of racism? Yeah, please. please. Um, as long as it's a denouncement of some <laughs> sort. <laughs> I, everybody knows from Medical Corner should know at this point that I have a monosodium glutamate intolerance. Yes, right? um, yes. MSG. Yes, MSG, also known as MSG. I can't eat it. Um, I've had it since I was a kid. And uh, I thought that I had outgrown it. Um, and then a few, maybe a week ago, I had Chinese food that I don't normally order and I got really sick after I ate it, and I threw up. And um, then I felt. Why did you think step. you had outgrown it? Um, because it had been so long since I had gotten sick from eating MSG, and there's MSG in so many foods that I was like, odds are I have eaten some right. in the last five years. You have not been vigilant, but you haven't been getting sick. Exactly. So like maybe I just don't have this problem anymore. But then you ate it in high mm-hmm. concentration. And then I ate it in a high concentration, and then I did get sick. Um, and then I was like just looking on like Reddit for. Just other people who have this problem. I always do that just to commiserate, you know, when anything's wrong with find you. Find a community. It's just nice to find a community. Reddit's great when you have something wrong with you. Yes. There's people on there who are talking about it and who, honestly, I truly believe this, that people on Reddit know more than doctors do because people become obsessed with their particular illnesses. Yes. Mm. If yeah. you look up anything on Google and it's like this disease, it'll be like all doctors speak like, please do not self-diagnose. But then you look up that disease and then Reddit. And then they'll tell you exactly how to self-diagnose correctly. Exactly. Exactly. Wait, I, I only go to that site part. to figure out how to pick up girls. <laughs> it's good for that, too. <laughs> you get some of the best advice on how to go to bars and pick up women. Mm-hmm. How to treat women in general on Reddit. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I was, teaching you the other, yeah, I was teaching you guys the other day about Kino. Right. That's right. I didn't know what that term is. Yeah. What is it again? It's a pickup. It's a pickup artist term. Correct me if I'm getting this wrong, but I believe it's. You are the only one who knows about it. <laughs> well, I'm asking the chat. I'm asking people oh, okay. who listen to it after. I the see. Fact. Sorry. Um, no, don't apologize. Roast me. It's okay. Um, but it's when you touch. It's when you touch someone. It's like physical touch. You know when you're talking to someone. And they're flirting with you and they're like, they touch your shoulder gently or whatever. And yeah. it's like, they're flirting with you. I love that. So Kino's like, <laughs> is, the, is that touch? And then you're so supposed to escalate it as you keep flirting with someone. You're oh like mindful gosh. of escalating like Kino. I believe that's what that is. And why do you need a word for that? Yeah, well, that's that's number one interesting. And why Kino? In the Inuit yeah. language, they have 50 words for that. Um, okay, well, to finish my story about... Yes, MSG okay, stuff, so... So I was looking for community online. Yeah. And just read... I've screenshotted a bunch of the results that came up. Short answer is I didn't find community. Read these. Okay, sensitive to MSG? Guess what? You're not. Wait, Mon- this, was, this was on an MSG allergy Reddit? This is just like I searched 
MSG sensitivity throw up. So this is Reddit. Dr. Taylor yes. Wallace. Dot and and what it this, this is, is just r slash what that popped up. R this isn't on Reddit. This, oh, this is just stuff Reddit. that popped up. Okay, yeah. this is, so we're in article corner here. Okay. Headline: Sensitive to MSG? Guess what? You're not. New article on PubMed: Monosodium glutamate allergy in parentheses menace or myth? Okay, this one's at trinityallergy.com. Uh, MSG allergy, fact or myth? This is an insider. MSG, the special ingredient that makes food addictively tasty, won't actually hurt you. This is msgdish.com. What are the well, chances? Well, that one I don't trust. <laughs> what, what are the chances you are uniquely sensitive to MSG? Huh, that was okay. That I do because you'd think MSG dish. It's like yes, right. They're trying to sell you MSG. Okay, this is everydayhealth.com. Does MSG allergy really exist? Now here we get CNN, it. a reputable mainstream organization. CNN.com. MSG in Chinese food isn't unhealthy. You're just racist. <gasps> activists say. <gasps> Inverse, it's 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 hard for me to even go on. Yes. It's so yeah. brutal. Yes. Inverse is inverse. In all fairness, activists say. Activists say. So CNN's CNN. not saying CNN declares you're racist. It's activists say. No parentheses. No MSG added. Semicolon. The racist history of the MSG myth. MSG. This is in a website we <laughs> don't know. MSG debunked. The science beneath the racism. Oh my god. So goodness. it just kind of goes on and on. We, we can't, can't talk about MSG without talking about racism. Oh my oh god. Goodness. Racism made us believe MSG was dangerous. Now chefs are beginning the once controversial seasoning back into the spotlight. So it just goes on and on. So it's so what happened is you thought you had gotten over your racism and then you and, it, and then you were still racist. And then I found out. Well, it just kind of blew my mind because it clearly has been highly politicized, MSG. Yeah. Um and I just it made me makes me sick and I'm brought in the middle of this controversy and it's basically if you go online it just says like if you think you're intolerant to MSG you're actually part of just a part of a racist thing but, okay yeah and so what so do you I couldn't find any community. what do you say to those allegations um that I realized that I was MSG intolerant from eating Doritos and Easy Mac so and, which is not Asian coded which isn't Asian coded in fact it's Doritos Mexican coded yeah (laughs) exactly Um, so it just isn't possible but what's crazy is like there really just isn't any online community of people who are say that they're MSG sensitive because there's so much Mm, of a dialogue there's there's the kind of like wait there's gotta be a reddit for MSG allergy look there's just so much stuff it's like buried under reddit's kind of going down right now reddit's going down yeah. yeah. Well, I've always thought you were racist, but not for the MSG. Yeah, thing. not for the MSG thing. Just because you don't you don't trust certain yeah. <laughs> races over others, you know, and you believe in phrenology and He's stuff like that. He's kidding again. MSG I'm allergy R <laughs> MSG allergy R slash is this bullshit? Um, I just learned MSG is harmless. Harmless R slash cooking. Um, is there even such a thing as MSG allergy R slash tales from your server? So even in people Reddit, are, you'd you'd think there's like one subreddit dedicated to people who are deathly allergic to it. Because anytime I've looked anything bad up on on Reddit, those people are going through they're, it. Yes, they are going yes. through it, and yes. they are just talking about how hard their lives are. Yes. So you'd think there would be one for M- people who have MSG allergies who are like, I don't know if I can keep yes. living this way. Yes. So I just think it's kind of funny, especially given like, I don't know, just that I am a white person that. 
to say that I have this allergy is to basically say that I'm racist and um, that if you go into a Chinese restaurant and you ask if they have MSG in the food, they're like, okay. Yeah. Really? They yeah. give you the okay. <laughs> Wait, do they? <laughs> really? Um, or like, there's just, I mean, not everywhere that you go, but just the people who are like, it's not actually bad for you. You're not actually sensitive. Like, get over it. It's not like being gluten intolerant or something. But, mm. Yeah, but I don't understand. Wait, wait, wait. Gluten intolerance is something that's that people real. don't believe Everybody in? agrees that that's real. And if you go into a restaurant and you're like, I'm gluten intolerant, they're like, here's our gluten-free menu. That's like, true. But a lot of people want gluten-free who aren't gluten intolerant, who use it as a diet or whatever. That's true. So, but that's not even, that doesn't make your point. That doesn't yes. make it your point. You could say that you're on a diet that doesn't include MSG. That's true. Also. So maybe that you could beat the racism allegations. Yeah. So I just think it's interesting. And then also because I got this MSG allergy and I do identify, I can't, I don't even know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, identify as demisexual, which is a sexuality that people are like, that's not a real sexuality. You identify, you've never told me that you identified as demisexual. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Most of the things we say on the pa- podcast are things we've heard each other say before. Yeah, this is a genuine this is new. That's brand new. So I don't think I've ever heard that. A lot either. of stuff about me is like people. Don't what like is it. demisexual? Demisexual doesn't mean you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> it means um, you need to have a connection with somebody, an intellectual and emotional connection, before you feel sexual attraction. And people don't like that or believe it's not real because they're like, wait, isn't that a sapiosexual? A sapiosexual is like someone who's attracted to intellect. I thought demisexual is someone who's attracted to all gender, like to all people regardless of gender. That's pansexual. Okay, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so So, demisexuality is like, I won't feel attracted to you unless I feel connected to you. Sapiosexuals are people who are like, find your intellect to be the most sexual thing about you or something. I see. Yeah. So people said that that's not a real sexuality because they're like, everybody feels that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what do you say to those people? I don't think so. You don't think that everybody feels that way. You don't. You've never seen like a picture of like Brad Pitt in the nineties and felt like turned on. That guy's nice looking. I could. I can can see that someone looks attractive, but I don't feel attracted to people. Right. Like at a bar or something. Hmm. You know, I wouldn't want to like hook up with someone that I just like saw at a bar and was like, oh, I want to go home with that person. I feel attracted to them. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand. Yeah. So anyway. Well, I mean, you also, and I say this. Because I also have the same problem, but you know, we we both suffer from all sorts of psychosomatic That's right. maladies. So, <laughs> so you know, if if there was one person who whose allergy could be thrown into doubt, mm-hmm. and I say this as somebody who's mm-hmm. has a lot of things that my friends are constantly throwing into doubt. Yes, it would be you. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny too because I was like, if am I sure I have this? Because it really is. You'd be hard pressed to find a single article that a confirms. single article on the internet, and especially one that actually identifies my symptoms that I get from eating the MSG. Which is what? Which is just, it makes me throw up and then I feel better. Ah. It's like a food intolerance. It's like being a lactose intolerant. You I know, see. It's not like it's going to kill you or something. Um, Do you get hives? I don't get hives. No hives. No, I just get physically sick. Um, yeah, there's nobody on there. And just there's there's so many people on the internet talking about things that are medically wrong with them. How can I not find one other person who well, has this? Well, you know, all discourse is like uh, it's like a pendulum so maybe we'll swing the pendulum will swing, swing that's back right to like and this podcast episode will be the first mm-hmm. in the front line in, yes. a, in a kind of series of reclaiming MSG intolerance yes yeah it's well I mean it gets back to the basic truth that all maladies are kind of socially scripted and yes. created and we'll think about this MSG intolerance ah uh, intolerant it's You're right there in the word yes yeah Yes. So, there you go. MSG racist. 
Could you eat a spoonful of MSG to test this? Rich, salty foods make me puke sometimes. All right, well, there you go. There's something. I wouldn't want to do that. So maybe you, that, that you don't like rich, salty foods. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, there's no there's no way to test your thing because you you refuse to gauge engage in the scientific process. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I believe you. And, uh, but I'll also say this, that if you do look kind of behind the scenes, a lot of the MSG related research that proves that it's safe is paid for by companies that there make you go. Snack well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I hadn't even thought mm-hmm. of that angle because mm-hmm. so many so many mm-hmm. snack food companies use it. Yes. Huh. And of course, they're so they have a stake in getting it labeled racist mm-hmm. that if I worked for like PepsiCo or whatever, or yes, Frito-Lay or whatever. Yes. I would just Unilever. be like, we got we got the Trump card to mm-hmm. defeat Literally. all MSG. Yes. Haters. If you don't like Doritos. Well, yeah. I'm willing to believe you, Thank Sarah, you. and I'll give it to you that you're MSG intolerant as long as it doesn't interfere with my own eating habits or where we go when <laughs> we're beliefs. together. Or, yeah. or, or, <laughs> or our careers. Or our careers. If we, if we come on My relationship fire. with the one other people I love. Yeah. As long as it doesn't interfere with that, then I'm willing Your to yeah. give it to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, there you go. But not the yeah. demisexual thing. I got to mull yeah. on that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel demi too, says Kay. Thank you. We're so oppressed. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> because people feel like demisexuals are saying everyone just else like, is like a slut. Like you're just out here like fucking yeah, really yeah, yeah. about the movie. And is that what you're saying? I'm not saying anything about anybody else. I'm saying I'm demisexual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Fair enough. I believe you. Yeah, well, it's funny. It's funny because sexuality and what people, what kind of sex people like or how they relate to sex is as complicated as people's taste in food and cuisine. Mm. And, but it's important to kind of, we kind of put names around people's sexual habits and practices in ways that we don't put around people's like eating habits per se. But there's like a whole spectrum of things you could That's like right. and dislike. Some people and don't be like into. green beans. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love them. Some people love them. Some people don't like sweets. That's right. That's right. But we don't have a name for that. No. <laughs> no. That's true. So. Anyways. That's that. Yeah. I, that, I, I believe you and I trust you. Thank you. And let I me, love you let me ask you this. Does it, does you, does it bring you closer to other kind of unprotected categories to have these two identities within you? I think it it is funny. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I didn't make the point about what's funny to me about the MSG thing. I think that given in that white people are so afraid of being made out to be or being thought of as being racist, to f- discover that. I was doing something doing that, a racist act. Yeah, doing a racist act. So yes. unintentionally. Yes. Is um like by yeah, like they, feeling sick they got throwing me. up yeah, by throwing stuff up. like that. Yeah. 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 It is funny. So, it is a funny moment that we're in. It could only exist in the moment that we're in now. Yes. This particular conundrum that yes. you're in. Yes. So that makes me feel connected, I guess, to people who are everyone's out here. I mean not everybody, but a lot of people, you know, we're trying to do our best and sometimes you find yourself doing something wrong that's right that's yeah. right and it's and you're it's a little parable about the world right now mm-hmm. yeah nice yeah 
Well, what uh, what else is good with you guys? You had a nice episode the other day when I wasn't around. Oh my god, we I had liked a great it. Episode. I listened to it. You we did. What did episode. you think? I liked it. And you guys were like, well, you know, I don't like talking about X, Y, and Z because Felipe is going to make me feel like it's cringe. And then I thought, <laughs> you know what? Just let him cook. I'm going to let you guys cook. So Thanks. if you just want to talk about feelings or whatever, <laughs> just kind of yeah. go in. Go the yeah. fuck in. Okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah, well. We're going on tour. <laughs> Simple Town is going on tour on Thursday. And to the Midwest. And I, I thought it would be interesting to talk about the fears we have or and the uh, the things we're excited by. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid you guys are going to make too many good memories. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That I w- yeah. yeah. Well, don't you want to come? And we'll feel disconnected. I can make this movie that then Sam's going to come be in. So only Sam gets to be in everything. So you're getting to make memories of I'm Sam that I'm not going to be a part of. That's so. right. And I'm jealous of that. You should come to the movie. Yeah, you should come to the movie. <laughs> when are you guys doing the movie? You could be like my handler. Yeah, that would be kind of fun, honestly. Like, I'd be like on vacation <laughs> yeah. at the movie yeah. set. Because yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to the woods, right? It's going like upstate. to the woods. I just ordered a bunch of tick spoons. Tick spoons? Amazon. What is yeah. that? It's like a spoon with a little triangular neck cut into it so that you can just scoop the oh, ticks cool. off. Oh, yeah. cool. Nice. So I really I ordered so many tick supplies. I do hope that somebody gets a tick on the shoot. So mm. justify them. Get it off. Well, you yeah. know, if you don't find any ticks, you you now got a bunch of spoons. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They can eat lunch with. Yeah. Hey, you're you're always a glass half full guy. I yeah. love that. I would be a great <laughs> movie producer. Yeah. I'm I'm jealous you guys are going to get to meet beautiful day in the gulch. Yeah. I don't know those guys at all. Well, it's funny cuz Sarah told me about Beautiful Day in the Gulch like four years ago. ago. She was like, there's this new podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful Day in the Gulch, da da da. And like, this was even before COVID. And I remember I would just like bike around listening to them. Um, And and now we're going to get to meet them. But I sort of stopped listening to them as much. And the person who's really all about them is Will. That's right. And he's the one who's been making the inroads with being friends with them. And I'm like, well, once I see them, I won't be able to be like, yo, I loved this episode, that episode. Because I haven't been listening lately. But I did start listening recently because of this problem that I'm describing right now. Mm -hmm. Will you prepare me with things to say to them? No. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. It's every man man on on his own. You have to live like me just being on the phone constantly. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. Filling your head with information. It's true. But uh, uh, yeah, we're they're gonna yeah. they're gonna open for us. I'm not sure what they're gonna do. In fact, I believe one of them won't might not even be there. I think he's gonna zoom in. Will mm. knows better. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go to Minneapolis. We're gonna go to Chicago this Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, if uh, if you're in any one of those places, you probably already know about the show. But if you don't, come around. And if you know somebody in one of those places, Minneapolis, I found out St. Louis. It's a stone's toss away. Oh. Yeah. I looked at a map recently, and all those cities are in vastly different places than I thought. Relative to each other or relative oh, to the shit. country? Oh, no. Wait, I'm sorry. I thought we were frozen. It's just that Sam's really not moving. <laughs> Who said I'm this? cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who said that? Oh, shit, shit. Oh. I thought we were frozen. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Sam's <laughs> just being very... Fro- very. Yes, very still. Yeah, well, the Midwest is a kind of like... Um, it's a part of the map that's blacked out in the video game. Mm-hmm. Sort of There's the fog of war. Yeah. 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 I have no idea where these cities are. 
Wow. And they're hours and hours Did away Did you know Missouri. Missouri's part of the Midwest? I don't know anything about Missouri. You'd think it's the South because it sounds a little bit like yeah. it's from the South. Missouri. It's the Midwest. I would That's put it crazy. in the Midwest. I wouldn't personally. have before a couple weeks ago when I looked at Missouri. the Wikipedia and it said the Midwest. Where'd you put Indi- Indiana? Midwest. What about Kansas? Staunches. That's the Midwest. That's the middle. No. That's middle. That's the Midwest, right? Or is that the frontier? Is that like more like Oregon vibes? You know what I'm saying? It's more like take your take your cart and your donkey out to the west. It's a good question. I the reason I ask is because it's kind of right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but I'm excited. I'm not afraid of anything. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What about getting irritated? Getting mad at people? Yeah, in the car. Um, I just don't think we're gonna be out that long. <laughs> um, cool. You know, how long does it take? The what? To getting get too irritated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just think three days. I mean, we'll be in the car for a long time. No, I could see myself getting irritated. Let's get real. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't take too long yeah. if certain if certain moods are in the wrong place. It can take choose to act in a certain irritation. Ch- certain forces choose to rear their heads. Yeah, it could take as little as thirty minutes to get irritated. But I, I'm I'm presaging clear skies yeah a fun time yeah well the difference between it and other tours is like we'll be in a a new place all of us so i think there'll be the excitement of like being in space or something yes where you're like oh my God. i don't know this is new for all well, of us well caroline just did a tour kind of uh, through the places true. where we're going Gosh, so that's she, crazy that she's doing this i know yeah. she she bang, goes bang. hard yeah yeah she goes she got one mode and it's hard that's how she goes it's so true she really does push herself hard um, with the car world tour. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She gave us the download last night of all the drama. Oh, I'd love to hear about which it. Which we'll talk about which once there, the podcast is any. over. <laughs> no, there wasn't any drama. They just had fun. It was fun as fuck. Um, I'm, you're not even scared. I'm scared that something like, like we're in like the green the car's room gonna is going to happen to us where we're going to do a Nazi show. Oh, like in green room. Yeah, so we'll be trapped. I really hope that doesn't happen. But I'm I'm thinking about the spaces we're performing in and uh We checked and none of them are Nazi spaces. No, no, no. Yeah. I honestly try not to look around too much a lot of times when I'm out in the world because seeing something you're not supposed to see, that's a big danger. That's what happens in that movie, right? It's because they see someone get killed. Yes, yes, yes. That's suddenly they're fucked. Yeah. Well it's interesting because at the beginning of the movie they they sing a song where they go fuck see, fuck yes. nazi skinheads or they do that dead kennedy song yeah, yeah like nazi skinheads fuck off and then you think this is what's going to get them killed but no it's not even that no one gives a shit it's that they yeah. see a murder but why did the movie add that in it's to show you that they don't like the nazis but also to be like well you know tensions were already bubbling before yes. they saw that murder yes. and they might have at least gotten their ass kicked yes but now they have to die, have to die. it's a good movie it is a good movie. It would be fun if Simple Town could film a movie like that, you know? Oh, I wish. Like Simple Town's Green Room, and it's kind of funny. It's not Nazis, but it's a little funny. What I like about that movie, too, is you, you also go to the Nazis' perspective, and you see how they're trying to solve the problem of trying to kill these people. And mm-hmm. I think that that's actually an interesting, compelling way for the movie to go, is you're you're sort of seeing both sides, and then both trying to solve their respective problems yeah i think that's interesting not enough horror movies take the perspective of the people who are like 
committing the heinous acts. Yeah, I'm trying to opinion. think about movies that do that. Mm. There's a video game where you play Reservoir zombies. Dogs. You play as zombies? Yes. What's the game? I forget what it's called. Okay. Oh, and in one of the VHS movies, there's a zombie, a po- like a, a guy with a GoPro gets bitten by a zombie. And he becomes a zombie. And then he becomes a zombie and you see kind of from his perspective. Yeah. Does he do parkour? No, he's on a bike. Uh so even we're when losing he's Sarah. Zombie? We're losing Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about zombies. <laughs> Sarah tuned out. Sarah, Sarah, he's come back to us. He's on a bike. Well, I got um I've been watching The Idol, which is the new thing that everyone's talking about. Yes, The Idol. Have you guys seen any of it? No. I've seen a the tile for it. The tile on streaming, and you guys have seen that meme of uh, the weekend, and he sang "Stretch That Little Pussy for Me." No, he yes. says that in the show. Yeah, oh and it's gosh. become kind of a meme. Everyone's oh tweeting gosh. it. But uh, you know, I watched it. I'll say this: I, I really like Rachel Sennett in it. She's re- genuinely really funny. Word. Um, What's but, it about? Well, how about I just read you guys this review that I found? Okay. That I think will kind of get across. We're gonna take the. Take the review and we're going to dissect it, rip it apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though only one of us has watched, we're not just going to use the review as content. And the the review That's has right. a pretty comment on it. The review has a pretty good um, summary. Great. Of the Got show, it. so Got it, it. kind of gets my job done. Perfect. So basically, before you were coming, I looked up the Idol HBO because I had heard there was all this like drama on set. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this? Uh-uh. Yes, it was like very embattled set for some reason, but I couldn't remember exactly what had happened. So I looked up the Idol HBO to read up on it and maybe talk about it. And so then Google popped up, and Wait, Google, Google popped up. I mean. <laughs> So the Google, so I looked up, I looked, we're, we're grasping on all the wrong parts of your story. Wait, 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 hold on. So Google popped up. So like, I looked it up on Google and Google has these audience summaries, which are audience reviews, which I don't know where they come from, but this was literally the very first thing on the Google, my Google search. Is where this, did they come from? I don't know if they're like Rotten Tomatoes reviews <laughs> or if, yeah. the, if someone goes to Google.com to review shows. I mean, I see what's funny about what you're saying, but yes. I really do wonder yeah, yeah. who. So the, the very, I'll stop. Yeah, yeah. The very first one is a five-star review from Mr. AA. Um, and it was written a day ago. So, okay. so they probably saw both of the episodes. There's only two episodes out. So I think this kind of gets across. What is it? When is it airing on Sunday nights? Sunday nights. So it's that prime spot. Yes, it's the succession spot. Got it. They said stretch goodbye, succession. Pussy yeah, me. and hello to the weekend, saying stretch that little pussy. Stretch that little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. All right. I recently stumbled upon a hidden gem of a TV show called The Idol, and let me tell you, I'm already hooked after just two episodes. As a fan of The weekend, I was naturally drawn to the series, and boy, it did not disappoint. The first episode immediately grabbed my attention with its gripping storyline. We get a glimpse into the life of Jocelyn, an aspiring pop idol portrayed brilliantly by Lily Rose Depp. She's on the cusp of making a triumphant return to the music scene, but things take an unexpected turn when a leaked photo sends her team into a frenzy. Meanwhile, a journalist arrives to do a profile on Jocelyn, adding even more pressure to the mix. I was on the edge of my seat, eager to see how Jocelyn would handle these challenges. Moving on to the second episode, so that's a pretty good summary of the first episode. Moving on to the second episode, the intensity continued to build. Jocelyn finds herself at odds with her team over her album's first single, which adds a layer of tension and drama. But Jocelyn is determined and pushes herself to the limit on the set of her new music video. 
It's admirable to witness her dedication and drive. And let's not forget about Nikki, played by Jane Addams, who sees potential in backup dancer Diane, adding an intriguing dynamic to the narrative. That one, without if without context, that moment in the review doesn't make too much sense. But no. Okay. And this person is kind of out here on the internet, just summarizing for us. Well, th there's there's going to be a takeaway. This is okay. the summary. Begins the summary. Plus, we're introduced to a new character, Isaac and Chloe, through the enigmatic Tedros, played by Abel, the weekend test Fay himself. What makes the idol stand out for me is its organic and genuine portrayal of the music industry. The characters feel real, and their struggles and triumphs resonate deeply. The performances are top-notch, and the chemistry between the actors is palpable. Lily Rose Depp captures Jocelyn's vulnerability and determination flawlessly, making her a relatable and compelling protagonist. Abel Tesfaye brings a mysterious aura to Tedros, and his on-screen presence is captivating. The Idol is not just a series about the glitz and glamour of pop stardom. It delves into the complexities of personal relationships, the pressures of fame, and the quest for self-discovery. It's a refreshing take on the music industry, shedding light on both its alluring and darker sides. Final paragraph. If you're a fan of emotionally charged dramas with an authentic touch, The Idol is a must-watch. I can't wait to see how Jocelyn's journey unfolds, and I'm excited to discover more about the enigmatic Tedros and his cult. Hmm. With its simple yet captivating storytelling and talented cast, the show has all the makings of a true fan favorite. Trust me, you won't be able to resist getting caught up in the world of the idol. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Huh. I would love to get inside the mind of a person who writes on the internet, like post stuff on the internet that's like supposed to be in the... They're trying to mimic the register of... Uh, a news organization yes but the, it's just them personally just posting like he yeah. this person this AA person did it with no sort of like they were like they were like reporting support. Yeah, yes totally. but they did it in like a report reportage style yeah. yeah it's also funny I just read the the intro to A.S. Amra's book The World Dies Streaming yeah, yes book, book of essays and it's about how most film criticism is terrible and it's just like PR for the movies so he's also Doing PR for the movies. No Emulating. one even asked them. Yes. Well, well, you won't be able to resist. Gabby Yankee here says, some of these people get paid. And and then she goes, I know one of you them. Someone gets paid to write Google fan people. reviews. One of these Google people? Are you? Can you see what Felipe's one looking these, at? <laughs> yeah, how do you know? <laughs> how do, you, how do know? you know? I mean, it's interesting that that review would be number one on the Google search. Just that is interesting. Devoid of sub substance and... You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. Yeah. No, it is. It does feel robot, it's like sinister. written by a yes. robot. Yes. yes. I was going to make the joke. It, it's like this is written by a bot. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And now I'll make it now. This was written. It sounds like it was written by a bot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I really think about it. Yeah. You watched the two episodes. I think The weekend's kind of good as like a, a scary villain. Wow. I think he's kind of an interesting character. If you're going to tell a story about a pop star telling a story about like this weird like scary uh, cult leader pimp who takes her under his wing oh, I, I see I thought you said cult, I heard cult leader in the thing that I he was kind like, of it's, it's like implied that he sort of has this like cult like harem of people who like mm. are like devoted to him I thought that was kind of interesting that was an interesting choice but I think the sex in the show feels very exploitative and vulgar and not very sexy at all mm. it feels like the show the whole time is being like 
you're turned on, right? You're turned on. Like, it's so over the top. Do you see sex in it? So much, yeah. And it's just so much, Does The weekend have sex? He... The weekend has sex. Folks, The weekend has sex. Really? So, do you see I'm sorry. What I meant to say was I had sex on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see his naked form? No, no. Actually, I'm trying to think if he has sex. No, I think he, like... There's all this like erotic tension between him and Lily. It's not even tension. It's like t- fully text. It's not yeah. subtext. He puts like a little ice cube on like on the inside of her thigh, and she's like, oh, oh. and then oh, he starts making out with her, and it, he where? covers her face. Like where? they're in a recording studio together. Wow, recording. And then he like studio. covers her face because she likes to get choked. You find out, and she's like covering her face, and then but it's just, like huh. so pornographic, mm-hmm. and it's like there's nothing. There's no tension because, like, right away they're like, let's fuck. Let's, like, fuck in the most violent way possible. And it doesn't feel like. Huh. Yeah. It feels a little forced. It feels like the show's like, you're horny, right? You're horny. You're, wow. This is horny. Yeah. This is and horny. The person Damn. who wrote that review was like, this is a good looking design, what the music industry is actually like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. It's interesting. Did you find out what the drama was? What do you mean? On the set? Why I was embattled? Um, I can look it up. But Rachel said it's actually really funny in it. I already said that. What is her character? She's like, she's Lily Rose Depp's like assistant. Mm. And she plays, it's funny because she plays kind of like a, like a virgin. Like she plays mm. like a kind of a goody two shoes. Mm. Um, and it's funny because when you look at Rachel Sennett's like persona online, yes. she's also trying to be the hot girl yes. on her own. But in this show, she plays second fiddle. And actually the fact that she's playing like kind of a, like the innocent girl or whatever makes her way more interesting mm. um, as a character. Gabby Yankee, I don't know who this person is. Gabby Yankee says, <laughs> I know this dude who gets free tickets to premieres and screenings, etc. They pay him to write reviews on Google, Letterboxd, Rotten Tomatoes, etc. And are they, is he paid to write good reviews or can he say whatever he thinks? That's my question. The question, Gabby Yankee, is, is he paid to write good reviews? Um, yeah, well, I know there was drama just around the fact of, like, people were saying, obviously, that Lily Rose Depp is a Nepo baby. And um, she, at some point, was like, being someone's daughter, like, isn't enough to get you the role. It just gets you in the room, and then you have to be talented. So, like, it's not about nepotism, which is just, like, a psychotic. It's like, dude, what are the odds? You are Johnny Depp's daughter and... Hollywood's not run on nepotism and you're the star of this TV show? Well, I think the thing too about Nepo kids is that not only do they get obviously opportunities and placed in places, but also they have the opportunity to like to have the skills. Perfect their skill and like they grow up in a context too that like pushes them into like a craft. Yeah. Maybe a little more. Is she good in the show? No, I I don't find her very interesting in the show. Uh, Mm. But I also think that's a little bit the directing and the character they've, like, made for her. She's clearly, like, a very committed actor. Yeah. She has to, like, do all this insane shit and cry. And, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, big acting moments. But I find the character that they've put her in is, like, kind of flat. And she's, like, she's just doing this, like, really overt sexuality thing. and, And it doesn't feel like it's, there's anything there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel yeah, like in yeah. Euphoria, when there's sex, there's always, like, a character's fucking, but they're, like, afraid, or they're scared, or, yes, like, or yes. they're, like, insecure, or whatever. And here, there's this, like, it's, like, oh, it's just her, like, popping out her ass and, like, lifting her tits and, like, her bony... You know, it's, like, yeah. it's just, like, it looks like a... I don't know, it feels like softcore or something. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Gabby Yankee says they can... He can say whatever he wants. 
which is oh, interesting. That's wonderful. And Kay says Shimona. <laughs> <laughs> is it is um what does it say exactly? Like, do you know exactly what the idol is saying about Hollywood or about the music industry? Like, does it have a thesis so far? I think I think maybe what it's trying to like hint at is the is the idea that like I mean, I guess I have to see how it kind of shakes out, but I think it's not very clear. I think it's not making itself very clear, but I think it's kind of hinting at the idea that like we that we live in this sort of puritanical like um sort of media culture and that actually like reclaiming like sexuality and like these overt displays of sexuality could be potentially like empowering um to women and that we could like vindicate this this way of like this kind of Hmm. culture but then again the weekend character is like kind of scary so i think there's gonna be like a but wait because like Mm. the first scene is she's getting she's like in a photo shoot and there's like an intimacy coordinator who's like we already wrote the contract like there's no nudity and she's like but i want to show my tits and so then her whole management team is like fighting with the intimacy coordinator and they're like dude she wants to show her tits like let her show her tits and he's like but i don't think so and then eventually they like lock him in a room and they're like fuck you like she wants to like be topless so Mm. But at the same time, she's, like, quite exploited. So I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't know if sex is going to end up being good or bad. Mm. Well, well, I've read, and I don't know if this is the controversy that you alluded to prior, but I read that there was originally a new, there was an original executive producer who's a woman who was producing the show. And the show at that point was kind of pitched and made and shot as, like, a show that's about a woman finding like kind of personal empowerment in the in as a pop culture artist and then halfway through making this thing that executive producer was fired and Sam Levinson came on who made I thought he he created the show. Did he not create no, the show? No, I think show? he was put on post. Like like put on halfway through the production and he who made he made Euphoria and he turned apparently turned the show into like this thing about like sexual exploitation and like this older man kind of preying on a younger woman and about a woman who's like yes essentially becomes sort of like uh a sexual not not an empowered person but sort of like a a sexual object and sort of sexually used here's what it says on rolling stone um, reporting by Rolling Stone noted, noted the market differences between Simets, who I guess was that that first person, their original approach, and Levinson's reshooting and rewriting of the scenes, which scrapped Simet's initial approach, a troubled starlet falling victim to a predatory industry figure and fighting to reclaim her own agency. Crew members described the Levinson's rework focus, Levinson rework's focus on a degrading love story with a heavier emphasis on sexual content and nudity. But I guess we have to see to find out if she reclaims her. Yeah, I don't know. Right. That is kind of the vibe. But like, based on these two episodes, literally, I was like, I think I know how it's going to go, which is that this guy's going to help her at first. And then she's going to be like, I actually need to get out of this because this guy's like bad. This like character. But it might not go that way. Well, it makes me think that I think a project having two different like opposing philosophies that create the thing can actually create this sort of like interesting um gray area or sort of like it can make the project 
incoherent in a kind of interesting way Mm. like apparently the person who wrote the original body snatchers movie in the 1950s was a real really pro-communist the script writer and he was like oh the body snatchers is about communism and collectivism like taking over a small town in america and about how communism is good and then the person who directed the movie was like bad was an anti-communist oh she's good um and he was like this is about the evils of collectivism and about mm. needing to protect like the American free spirit and American capitalism. And that was the director. And then these two, two kind of opposing artistic philosophies on this project apparently made, got like made it ends, it ends up being that that film is really interesting because it's like kind of both. It's sort of like saying that some things in one scene, some things in another, and it creates this sort of interesting, yeah, opaqueness. So maybe maybe the idol could achieve that, or maybe not. Who knows? That's true. Yeah, it's funny that Rachel Sennett knows Lily Rose Depp. They hang out together on set. I never thought of her as that big of a... St- I mean, Lily Rose Depp. She's not like... I mean, now I guess she's A-lister, but I always thought of her... <clears throat> like, the last thing I knew about her being in was in this movie that Kevin Smith directed that his daughter was in, too. <laughs> so I was like, oh, she's just like a Hollywood kid, but she's not like... Yeah. I don't know what else she was... I mean, that was a long time ago when she did that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I guess in my mind, she's kind of like... Some kind of disturbing... Like, cipher or icon that stands for, like... Nepotism and being really skinny and, like... She's quite skinny on the show. Yeah, that there's just, like, this darkness that she, like... You know, not to say anything about who she is personally, but like a darkness of like what that kind of person represents. And mm. um, I just feel like I know a lot of women who are like have a sort of like the when you get obsessed with the person because you're like, oh God, I like hate this that this person exists or something. You feel yeah. like you that there's is an that experience? kind of antagonism towards her in the culture. I see. Yeah. There's like a kind of hate. Yes. Hate obsession. Yeah, it's like a hate obsession with her. Yeah, I didn't even know she was like. I was not aware of her being such a big player in the. Uh, in the yeah. kind of imagination. I don't know. I mean, I think she's a model. She gets photographed a lot. Like, she's an influencer. So, I just think just on the internet, even. But, yeah, maybe she hasn't even really been in that much stuff. But, and then she had these comments about, yeah, how, like, what nepotism comment? isn't really real. That really mm. antagonized people, obviously. So, I feel like if you grow up being kind of an Epo kid, like, and you're so imbued in it, if you never are outside of, like, of a bubble like that, that, you're just like, oh, this isn't that crazy. This isn't that crazy. This is just this is how it works. Yeah. 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 She was a Chanel ambassador at the age of 14, Gabby said. Yeah, so I think that she's kind of... She was at the Chanel known. embassy. She, she, yeah. She's had opportunities. And now the fact that she must be over 18 now. How old is she? She's young as fuck, too. Instead of is she really? being in this extremely sexual I show. thought she has to be close to our age. I, I don't think so. Doesn't she date uh, Timothy Chalamet, too? In real life? Huh. I, I, I see we keep kind of shooting I, from the hip I, about I, stuff about her inter- that we have no clue. She's 24. So she's 24. She's 24. And yeah, she's paid, very young. I've seen her pictures of her kissing Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Whoa. So she's also like a sexualized child, you know? So there's just like a lot. I mean, not now she's an adult, but right. as a model. Right. Yeah. So when there's she, just a Gabby lot Gabby says they broke though. up. She's with a French rapper now. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because... When you're in the position of being someone like her, I'm sure you feel like you've generally worked hard. Sure. And I think yeah. that that is reasonable. Like, it's reasonable to think, oh, I've worked 
really hard to nail this role or whatever yeah. but that doesn't negate the fact of your nepotism like yes that that is 99.9 for sure of why you're where you are for sure yeah. for sure so but that's just the way it goes it's yes. like someone calls you a nepo baby it's like nothing you that's can do about cost. it nothing nobody yeah. can do about it it's yeah. just the way it is it's just yeah. it's just people getting a little mad about a thing they yeah. can't control but it's not like it's not illegal no <laughs> it's not illegal yeah yeah. Find a kid, and I could get them somewhere good. Yeah, why wouldn't I do yeah. it? It's, it's not. It's no. It's no fault of her own that she saw Johnny Depp play the pirate in that movie and thought, "I want to do that too." Yes, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't we all? Yes. have that same experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, so not I, I guess as I'm just like hearing you describe the show, I'm like, she's kind of this interesting, already interesting pop cultural figure to me, and now she's in this show where it sounds like it's dealing with kind of complicated issues related to exploitation and sexuality it's and true like, it's like well, the second the order person. meaning and also yes. the show was so yeah. like talked about yeah outside of like it's like not only is the show exploitative in its content but also the way it was shot was weird and so it's like and lily orza like who she is i don't know there's like this sort of second order uh meaning to it yes exactly is yeah. she a nepo baby in the movie like jocelyn the character they don't they don't no they don't say very much about her which is kind of frustrating you don't really you just know that her mom died and that's sort of what's it, it's implied to be the like uh catalyst for her sort of like wanting to be more edgy or whatever but you don't really find out very much about what, who, what she answer. what kind of pop star she really is like and the, at first like the very first thing that happens is that this picture is leaked of her with all this cum on her face mm. um and everyone's freaking out about it but in the scene right before you saw her taking all these photos where she's really trying to be topless and so you're yeah. like i don't get if for this person this would really be career ending yeah like it already seems like sexuality is a part of her her brand deal yeah. it's not like she's a hannah montana yeah, yeah, yeah. Character. so <laughs> so it's like unclear what kind of thing is happening Hmm. but i don't know i think it could end up being good i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't care i just thought that review was funny yeah this ring asks this is a good question is she good at singing slash (laughs) dancing i'm the expert now (laughs) well you should see for yourself yeah um and you won't regret checking out this new show i recommend watching it while you're animating um, <laughs> that way you don't lose any time in your yeah. day. She is. She doesn't really sing. You don't really see watch her sing. In fact, you watch other characters sing really well, which makes you think, okay, well, I haven't heard her sing, um, but you're meant to understand that she's really good at singing. And then when she's dancing, she dances pretty well. Yeah, they, it's kind of. I was kind of impressed. I was like, man, they got a choreographer to like do this whole like Britney style of choreography, and then she like learns it, and she keeps being like, oh, I'm not as good as everyone else, but she kind of hits the moves, I guess. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I don't buy her as like, <laughs> I'm like, I try, I believe the show that she's like this once in a generation talent because they're telling me, but yes. I also don't believe that she's that good. Versus more of an Adrian Grenier, 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 Grenier in Entourage, you're like, how is this guy not a more famous actor in real life? And he is. You but th- in the show, he just seems like such a A-list star. Interesting. In Entourage. Well, it's funny because they get around the problem of his actual acting by every time they show a movie he's in, it's really campy and stupid. Ah, and yeah. characters just go, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. But you are laughing as the audience. Yeah. Um, so they get around. You know, it's like it's hard to depict a good artwork inside of an artwork because how do you make it that good? And in that show, it's bad. It's always bad, but characters react to it as if it was yes. good. Here, I don't know. You don't really get to see it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You hear a song that's supposed to be like a hit that she's made and it's not good. I don't like it, but I don't know. Maybe it could wriggle itself into my ear. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's so dangerous to make shows about like the industry that like movies about movies or TVs about TVs about TVs. It's a dangerous. They did that in Barry, and I was like, I was like, oh, I, I couldn't help but think this is the plague of like TV writers really only knowing about one thing, which is like how Hollywood works and how television works. Yeah. So that kind of bums me out, but I'd be interested to watch it only if it has to see if the idol has some something to say about what hollywood represents or how if it's depicted in a certain way because that to me is interesting and what what hollywood is in the american zeitgeist and how it that changes over time is interesting to me what i liked i'll say this last thing what i liked about the weekend as a cult leader is it reminded me of a thing i had read about jake paul which is that you know how jake paul like that this like the fbi raided his house this was Mm -hmm. like three years ago or so i remember that. there was like a guy that was like running with their circle who was i think like a promoter but he had just become this like really big figure in their circle and he was just like kind of a leech but like a charismatic leech and had like brought all this like criminality into hmm. their life and i was like that's fascinating like i'd love to see a show about that kind of guy yes a guy who doesn't really have power other than like his ability to like enter yes. spaces and that's a little bit what is implied the kid the weekend character is is he's like a club owner and you're meant to they they say he's a manager but it's not really clear like that how much power he really has he kind of seems like he's good at kind of wriggling his way into places so i'm like oh that's like a that's a character that i have wanted to see or i had thought once like oh if we ever wrote a show about influencers it would be funny to have a character like that so i was like oh it's cool like i like this character and he's He's like a good villain in a way. I, I think there's moments where he's kind of corny. And he said that he was trying to channel Dracula and you kind of see it. Like That's his funny. hair is all slicked back and he's always wearing like kind of like capes. <laughs> and he's wow. like, and he's sort of like, it's like, it's every time that he has sex with Lily Rose Depp, it's like dangerous and like kind of, it's like Dracula-esque, you know, it's like the pain of sex or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, that's it's kind of interesting. I, I kind of liked it. I fucked with it. I've been watching the Queer Ultimatum big show what have you guys watching the show no, what is no. you don't even know about this you know the ultimatum is it's a it's a reality show the that born ultimatum. Makes. no no about um couples where one person of the couple is ready to get married and the other doesn't want to and so like five couples real life couples come on the show the one that wants to get married gives an ultimatum that's like at the end of this experiment they always call reality dating shows an experiment or like an experience which i think is funny mm. um at the end of this experiment you have to decide will you actually marry me or we're gonna break up um, and then in the experiment they all switch partners and um they spend three weeks pretending to be married to a different person who's in the experiment do and they have to set have sex with them that's up to you <gasps> that's up to you. Whoa. Nobody has to do anything. And, uh, so what do you? But do you that? live with them, and I assume you don't really have to like go to work or something. Like I don't know. Do they live in like a villa? They're just like in a little apartment that's been given to them by the show. Okay, but they're so not just like, a on vacation. regular apartment. Just a regular apartment. They, maybe they do even go to work. I honestly don't know. They don't show that part. Wait, so I don't understand. Wouldn't that make you just want to hook up with the other person? Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be like, you know, all these people have been dating for like six years or something. And they can't decide like, should we get married or should we break up? So it's almost like a little rum springer. 
but with just like another kind of basically a random fuck because they go on a couple dates like with the different people who are in the experiment so they get to choose who they want to be with it's not like they just get assigned someone um, and then so they all repartner this sounds toxic as fuck it's yeah. cruel and they spend <laughs> three cruel. weeks just kind of being like because a lot of times someone will emerge in the experiment just being like man that three weeks being with somebody else just made me realize like yeah there's a lot of people in this world <gasps> we should just break up oh yeah. my god and sometimes the ultimatum giver even is like I actually don't want to <gasps> yes yes so then now but then listen this is the first season they've done queer ultimatum okay it's all lesbians okay which has made it more exciting because instead of it just being like straight couples who have to like the men repair with other women and the women it's like anybody can be with anybody well and here's the thing my understanding the stereotype about lesbians is that they're not afraid of commitment that they're actually quite commitment prone and that's what's so exciting about the show is that they a lot of them fall in love instantly no like with the new with person. the new person yes with the new person they're Bro. like i am in love with you yeah which doesn't so much happen on the straight version where people are more like yeah we're having a good time yeah um they're like wow. in love <laughs> wow and it's very exciting so i've been watching that that makes me sad it is it is a bit sad is so is that confirming that's confirming a myth that people have yes. or like a stereotype yes. people have about lesbians yes it confirms the stereotype about lesbians how strongly they feel right away yeah hmm yeah, I mean, I just think it's like if you... Yeah, I don't know. But it's fun. There's also more sex, I think, on the, the queer one than there was on the straight one. Really? Yeah. I don't. I can't explain why it is, but on the straight one, it seems like a lot of the couples like really have a rule that's like, don't, you can't hook up. And on the queer one, things are a little more nebulous, like what they are and aren't allowed to do. And I don't, I don't know what that speaks to exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, there's also kind of a stereotype about lesbians that they kind of hook up with their friends and then they like yes. break up and then they're still friends. Like Yeah. Or if you were just thinking about in a queer, a queering of relationships, things aren't so like cut and dry as maybe mm-hmm. they are in like straight Mon- monogamous normative relationships where it's like these are the rules and yeah. here's how we do it mm. yeah but I don't know straight people love rules <laughs> straight people love rules they love yeah. rules it's yeah. true they, they're walking around loving rules yeah. it's tough you know like sometimes you're in a long relationship and then yes. you come up to I was in a four year relationship and I was like do we move in together I was like you know honestly I kind of don't want to damn and then it ended for that reason but it's mm. like what do you if I was like if I was in my 30s and I'd been in a six year long relationship I'd be like, well, clearly, I haven't committed to getting married, but, like, clearly, like, that's where it's going, no? But also, I haven't been in my 30s in a six-year-long relationship, so I don't know. Maybe you just get there, and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to. It's not yeah, right. Yeah, you feel the exact same way. I don't know. I want to live with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live with Sam. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, like, if you've been living with someone for, like, eight years, and then you spend three weeks with someone else, like... It's it's a good chance those three weeks are going to be like a little more awesome than like, <laughs> than like the past totally. two you years. Should, like, and you should not give them that much importance. Exactly. That's not exactly. what compromise is about. Exactly. Like, of course yes. you could fall in yes. love with another hot yes. person. Like, yes. obviously. Right. That's not what relate. That doesn't say anything about your relationship. It's there or there's, there isn't a truth that's spoken there. I think about like the the longevity of your relationship. It's like the way you stay in relationships with people for a long time is you don't give yourself the opportunity to like 
fall astray or whatever and it's cruel to then put people in situations where yeah. they're like living with another person for three weeks what feels confusing to me as a demisexual person and just as a person watching the show damn you're pulling out the demisexual yep. card all of a sudden. as a demis msg yeah. intolerant demisexual <laughs> we, found, we find this out about you today and Five now you're years. pulling out the card <laughs> <laughs> what kind of blows my mind about it is just that the people in the show are able to have a connection with basically a random person especially like on the straight version of the show there's five couples and you so you get to pick between one of those people's already your boyfriend so you got four choices it's just like four random guys i'm not gonna like any of those four people like what are the odds but yet on this show maybe it's just the circumstances well no 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 but first you go on a date you go who do i like the most yes <laughs> who could i whatever Is it the limitation and then you spend so? three weeks with them yeah then you form your demisexual connection yes that's right, right. but i guess i just the demisexual part aside to me you know you think about how many people you've met in your life thousands upon thousands right and you don't want to date any of them i mean you're single right now maybe you want to but nothing like it's hard to find someone it's you want to be with it's hard to find someone you actually so fuck then with. suddenly yeah. they put you in a room with 10 people and you're like oh my god there's three of these people i really like could see myself <laughs> being with like why would that well is it just the psychology of the situation i don't know sometimes when you're open to you like hook up with other people and then you're like this makes me like my partner even more. Yeah. Because I see that all these other yes. people are like not as good as my partner. Yes. That can kind of happen. Yes. So, but I don't Could know. happen. There is, yeah. And also what, something that happens a lot of times is during the ceremony where they get to choose their new partner, a lot of times someone will be like, I've decided to choose my old partner and I will marry you. Because they're like, I don't like it. How many times people. does that happen? Twice. Just twice? Just Out of twice. how many? Out of, I think there's three seasons. Yeah. Really? And most yeah. people don't wow. do it? Most I people don't do it. Most people are seasons. like, um, who am I going to pick? They're like excited. Well, it's like, it's kind of like when you're in like a really tough moment in a relationship and you go on a break. It's like yeah. the, the wheel's already rolling. You're not going to yeah, like turn back time and no. be like, all right, let's like we'll yeah, get back. It's like once you did the break, rolling. you're like, well, there's a reason we did the break. And now it's too late. Totally. Let's just, now that we're decoupled, let's just actually break up. That's right. So it makes sense to me. Sam, yeah. where, where are you going this whole summer? You're gone most of the summer. Oh, where are you going? Going to Europe with Gabby. Oh, that's right. That yeah. is so he fire. To, you're like one of those people that lives partially in Europe, partially that's in right. America. What's the that's itinerary? Right. We're going to stay with Gabby's family in... Lovely. In uh, the south of France. That is... I'm so jealous, bro. Yeah. I need a rich girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, um, I do. I'm not saying anything about travel. Gabby. Her family's yeah, just saying yeah. I need a rich girl pay for the beach houses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then we're gonna tr travel in uh, Italy for a couple of days. Hell yeah. yeah! That is so. Where you guys going to Cinque Terre? We're going to Cinque Terre. You are? No, no, no. no. Ah. Uh, we're going to go to Venice. <laughs> You're trolling me. You just, trolled, you just trolled. You just epically trolled me. He's acting like he's going to this medieval fishing village <laughs> carved into the mountainside, but he's not. It's really beautiful. He's but where are you going to go? To Venice. Ven Venice. Yeah. To Venice. Wow. Yes. The floating city. The floating city. We've got to see it before it, uh, it uh, submerges. Submerges. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. very nice. That's cool. Do you have plans for the summer? Are you going to make a movie? I'm going to my cousin's wedding. You're going back to movie making. I'm making a movie for the next you two quit, weeks. You quit, because this is the story. You yes, quit making I quit. movies. I quit. I quit producing. Um, 
Yeah, well, it's funny. A lot of what I'm the production manager, I'm not the producer. So it's removed a lot of the elements that I don't like, namely being in charge of the money um, and the hiring, which is extremely stressful and unrewarding. So <laughs> um, they're just like, here's this money, buy tick spoons. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, put the snacks order in on good, Instacart. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, or the breakfast tacos. Yeah, easy to do. Um, but the one thing that I'm st- is still a part of the job that I was just kind of thinking about it for the last day that I'm about to head upstate and do is like, the producer, when you're on the production team, everybody who's in the crew has like a highly technical role that is very specific. Like you're the art department person, you need to be decorating the set. You're yeah. the camera person, you do the camera, the sound person. But when you're on the production, you're just like anticipating things and kind of being aware of what's going on. Like and it a puts fixer. You, yeah, you're like a fixer. You just have this strange mindset of like, often not having a very specific thing you need to be doing, but you're always needing to pay attention and to be like, Okay, um, in an hour, someone's going to need to go to the train station to pick up Sam. Where are the keys to that car? Do you have the keys? Oh, he doesn't have the keys? Okay, can we ask the other PA wow. if he has the keys? Oh, okay, he doesn't have the keys. I would be the worst producer of yeah. all time. <laughs> it's just like all these little, oh, we've lost we've lost the keys, it seems like. Okay, um, so we need to look for those. And uh, okay, lunch is, is it going to be on time, do we think? Or, you know, like just all this anticipating. And yeah. it's just kind of a weird mindset to be in. It's nice to like... I don't know. I haven't on set had a technical job before. Oh, no, I've done sound. And that is stressful. But at least you're like... Yeah, you have every a take, task I that starts and ends. Exactly. Whereas here you're like, okay, it's going to be nighttime later tonight. Yes. Do, does Sam have his PJs? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can we find the PJs? Exactly. Where's, uh, no PJs? Okay. <laughs> Are we, we sure that they were put into the van? Does anyone remember seeing the PJs? <laughs> okay. And let's check back on the master list of what, uh, whether they were... We even... Yeah. We don't, is there a budget line yeah. item for yeah. the PJs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Cub says, where are you shooting upstate? Nice try, but I'm not saying. Just kidding. Um, near Kerhonkson. <laughs> 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 that rocks. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm so jealous. Yeah. I want to go upstate more. And I get yeah. to drive a car. In the movie? No, in, oh. the, in the production, India said, someone's going to pick you up, but are you okay with driving around? Like, Driving so, yourself to yeah. and from, and I was like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome." Yeah. So it's gonna be me and you're Peter. The t- you're the yeah. talent, bro. Yeah. So you can refuse to drive if you want. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to to drive a car, cool. drive someone else's car on cool. all those back roads. Just just gun the gas. <laughs> yeah. Peter's like, "Sam, you're going a little too fast." You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "You're closing your the eyes." Car again. <laughs> We're in the middle of filming. <laughs> Um, uh, today I put the snack order in and we ordered an Instacart you know, so someone else goes and does the shopping and uh-huh. then delivers it and I asked for goldfish and the Instacart person said there's only Cheez-Its and Graham said is that okay Cheez-Its have MSG oh. goldfish don't but because of how and you were stuck and you were stuck between two forces not only being racist but also being a Karen exactly because being, <laughs> being a Karen wow. to Instacart shoppers is also yep. a thing it's yep. like the Instacart shopper couldn't find me the thing wow. yes exactly so I just said Cheez-Its are fine and then the Instacart <laughs> shopper was like do you want to go on a date with me? Yeah. And you were like, no, I actually am only attracted to people. I don't know you well enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if I saw a picture, I still wouldn't know. <laughs> I wonder, I was like, when you're describing this thing about having a connection, the thing is like when I get attracted to someone I don't know, it's because I've projected things onto them. So mm. in my mind, I have a connection with mm. them. You know, it's not absent I of see. any kind of context. I've just invented a story in my head that we would get along. I see. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And wow. I've imagined us in like a kitchen, like <laughs> the morning after hooking up and we're making breakfast and I'm like, it would work. Wow. So in that sense... Like, maybe demisexuality isn't real. Yeah. I'm trying to poke a hole a little bit. See, <laughs> see, how, see how far I can push this concept. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I meet a cute person at a party and I'm like, 
I could spend three weeks with that person, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I don't see, I don't feel that, I don't feel that way. I definitely need some kind of something, but something. I don't know if like that, yeah. I thought demisexual is when you're only attracted to Demi Lovato. Ha ha. Very nice. Very That's nice. not what it means, yeah. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got a full itinerary. I'm I'm stretching out the episode today a little bit just because I felt like it. Oh, okay. We're, we've gone a little over an hour, but I feel like just two hour and a half just to see. For old times. For yeah. fun, we've gone on a hiatus. Used to just and the fans deserve to for us to make up have. the lost time. So what else? I um I wanted a Airbnb for my birthday. As you know, that's right. And I, I was like, I don't do this kind of thing. I'm not a production kind of guy. I'm not a guy yeah, that's like can't do logistics. Me. Can't do them. They're so hard for me because I've explained. I have, uh, what oh, do yeah. they call it? Um, situational dyslexia. Situational dyslexia. That's Another right. And one not person real thing. connected with Felipe online. <laughs> Someone messaged me. I'm gonna start a campaign yeah. that that's a racist yeah. thing to have. <laughs> Someone <laughs> messaged me. So about three episodes ago, or really it was two because we didn't really record the last however many weeks. Yes. I said I invented this concept, kind of tongue in cheek, that I have situational dyslexia, which is why I'm so head in the clouds and I can never be helpful to people yes. around me um, I'm sometimes helpful to people around me but often I don't pr- I don't I can't like predict a thing that's going to happen and, yeah, and get so ahead figure of out the, the steps in the right order yeah and, yeah um, and so I was like well I really want this it's my 30th birthday I just literally want to be like a little lake house no one's invited no one's was inviting me to a lake house weekend this summer so and i was like waiting for it to happen so i thought well it's my 30th birthday so why don't i just book the fucking lake house weekend that i want and i found a lake house i really really liked and it and oh so sarah helped me sarah helped I me helped. enormously she was saying i found a lake house i really liked and it took me a long time of talking to different people and showing it to different people and being like you know because it took me a while to metabolize the decision because and you know maybe one day we'll be in our 50s and everyone will have all this money and we'll just be able to pick the nicest best place that there is but when you've got a little bit of a limitation you're like all right well this is a better location this is a better house this is better and and like and this, i so. just don't have any i'm not like i'm very insecure about the choices i make yeah. like because i'm <laughs> the kind of person who would choose something and then i'd show it to like will or lena and they'd be like oh, well God. of course we can't do it that's uh, that's not near the train track and yeah. it's not you can't, there's no parking there and like why didn't you think of this obvious thing that yeah. like it's so far away from the costco you know and i'd be like fuck you're right so I finally like metabolized it and then I saw that it had been rented. That's right. And I got this text from Felipe that was like, I'm so upset about this. I feel like I could cry right now. I was Which really I was upset. Like, wow, he really isn't built for this. No, I'm not built for it at all. <laughs> for this world. And I ended up, I ended up yeah. booking a different place, but I messaged the guy from the first one. I said, I'm really bummed. And if this thing like frees up, let me know. But to him, He's why does like, he give Jesus even Christ. half of a shit about me? <laughs> he said, you're bummed. You <laughs> got to fix your life, I don't man. know you, yeah, bro. Like you told the flight attendants that you were having anxiety attack. I would just never do that. I like, like to confide you, in people. Yeah. I feel like if you make yourself vulnerable to people, they will rise to the occasion and take care of you. <laughs> That's uh, so he did book a place. I booked a yeah. place. It's not as nice as the one I liked, but it's nice. You know, it's it's like nice. And I can, I can still cancel it up until like july something so yeah and that's a good feeling hopefully i don't do that but if it comes up so i'm excited for that that's my one plan for the summer yeah there's this great line in a in an em forrester novel where this woman says where he's describing this woman imagining her this marriage that she's planning and she says 
she she cast her mind she preferred rather than to think about the present to cast her mind into the manageable future because the future was still like manageable it was something she could Mm. control and i sometimes feel i hate thinking about often hate thinking about plans in the future because i'm like oh i need to be here in the present there's things right now that i want to deal with Mm. and i think sometimes there are people who are like, oh, I, the future is the the, the comfy the fantasy pl- world. That's yeah. the comfy fantasy place to be in because yeah. in that world you can still control all the details. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm kind of the opposite. Um, the yeah. man, the present is the manageable time. Mm. I f- I think it's the you know the past because you can just continually sort of rewrite the story of the things that happened. That's true. It, um, yeah, yeah. Get this, Sarah. So I was on this thing this weekend. Last weekend, I was with, hanging out with my mom, and she was talking about the Raisin Man episode. Wow! <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she's like, you know, it's interesting that Sarah talks about how she didn't like when her mom would like be like, "Don't grow up, don't grow up." Yes, like she didn't like that when right. when adults would do that as a kid, and yet Sarah herself had so much like nostalgia about the past mm. and and about like the the sort of sadness about the passing of time Mm. and she thought that that was a kind of incongruous Hmm. set of things to think at once Hmm. Hmm. that i because it's like really i'm in agreement with my mom right you're doing the thing your mom yeah did to you yeah i know it's true well i think that's partially why it bothered me that my mom would do it because i was like it already is so sad like don't then also Tell me that you're sad too. It's like too much to bear. Or something. Yeah. 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 I, I can try to come to terms with my own sadness. Yeah. But that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think the passage of time is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could be. <laughs> you, could be you, could, you could be right. Yeah. You could be right. It doesn't have to be. There's nice things Folks, about it. Folks, if you're in the chat, weigh in whether you think the passage <laughs> of talk is sad or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've it can be kind of goaded. There was apparently, there was a band show last night at Life World, and someone in one of the bands, Julia, said this, because I wasn't there. Julia said someone got up on the stage and said into the mic, like, thank you to Life World, like the last DIY venue in Brooklyn or something, um, which isn't technically true. It's, it's not even metaphorically true or any other kind of true oh you're not the last DIY venue in Brooklyn I'm sorry to say I know well that's wasn't the point that I was gonna okay sorry um because chaos computer still exists but they are closing down yeah pageant exists that's but they're dance exclusively I see um, well wait I didn't know that was the pageants you didn't say the one DIY, DIY not then oh what I'm just being an <laughs> asshole. Just keep I'm just doing a bit where I'm like um, qualifying your statement. I just thought it was funny because you hear that and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool if that were true. But then you're also like, oh, but that's not what I want because I'm supposed to want to live in a world that's full of DIY venues. And you found yourself being competitive. Yes, but then you're like, oh, it can, sometimes it's, it's nice to be against something or to get to be special because of a bad thing. Oh, this bad thing happened, but then we resisted it and we were the only one. That would be good. But it's actually not good. I don't know. So complicated. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, it it sort of represents two things at once. It's like sad that the scene, that it's kind of impossible, given the economics of Brooklyn, to have a DIY space. Yes. But it's also 
a testament to your own thriftness yes. and and intelligence and sort of hard hard working entrepreneurialness that yes. you not that you have a DIY space exactly. in such an environment. Exactly. So it's both t- a good and a bad thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I sometimes just think about even just outside of that context, how many things in in this world that I'm against, I feel like, you know, we live in an era where it's like, there's just so much darkness and bad things. And that's so defining of like my personality. What if I lived in a world where it felt like it was predominantly good and there wasn't enough stuff to be against? Who would I be then? I don't know. Yeah. If you lived in a utopia. If I lived in a utopia, who would I be? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to live in the utopia. It's kind yeah. of nice. It's kind of nice to be able to like fight against something. Yeah, it's not so nice to just to have be like, everything oh, everything's be right. actually yeah. You wouldn't, nice. you wouldn't want well, that. Yeah, I think about that often in the context of like achieving the things that I want, mm. where I'm like, well, if I got my television show with Simple Town, and then maybe I got like a movie, I wonder if after that I would be like. Yeah, I really want to keep doing this. Let's pitch another television show to make. Or let me think of another idea to yeah, make. Or I'd yeah. be like, actually, now that I did that, I want to do something different now. Totally. Am I good? You're yeah. going to want to do be in a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> You'd want to be in a rock band? No, no, no. I'm saying you might. <laughs> no, I, I'd do something else. I think I'd want to be like a... I'd want to do something like, like, like go to the the school of forestry or something like that and then be like an environmental like a person who helps save like wetlands or something or like terraforms the earth to prevent climate change disasters that's what i would want to do next i think i only have one destiny (laughs) and it's to keep doing this forever even when it's boring Mm. yeah yeah i think that's a cool way to be um i think that diy diy space is ending is what makes them special like they shouldn't last forever. They can't last forever. It's they a, can't they're last temporary. Forever. Did you see Julian Peters play? No, I couldn't go to any of the shows, and I was oh, sad I, because I know it was like. So with Carly, she was sobbing. She was sobbing. Well, she was crying. She, she was, was crying. crying. Yeah. I heard it's their most sort of sweet thing. It's their most sweet thing they've made, and it's about DIY spaces, and it's it's about like the a eulogy for a fictional DIY space, but. It's hard not to think of Life World when they're on stage talking about this DIY space. Mm. And it's closing down. That's the premise of it's, the... It's closing down and they're, yeah, eulogizing it. Um, I can hear that whole thing you're doing there. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, but when they were doing the eulogy at the end, they're like... they uh, Peter goes up and he says something like, We signed the lease on this day. On this day, we bought the chairs. On this day, we cleaned the bathroom. We would clean it three more times in the like (laughs) eight next the following eight eight years. You know, on this day, we bought the light. You know, he like was doing all this like eulogy. Yeah, Carly was crying. Oh, I just wow, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. It was sweet. It was sweet. Yeah, well, it made me think. Simple Town should make a horror short about a (laughs) DIY space, because it is. I felt quite moved watching that show too. And I thought, oh, a DIY space is a good example of a kind of thing that is really, really relevant to my own personal life. And has made an impact on my own life, different DIY spaces. And in the impact in the, in the lives of my friends around me. And I haven't seen a good like movie. A green room. About it's a story about a DIY space <laughs> that persists yeah. against all odds. Yep. 
Well, it, yeah, it would just be, it's just an interesting locus for which to set the subject matter of any kind of piece of art. Cause it's like not, it's important, but underrepresented, at least in the media that I've seen. Mm. They have a nice line in Julian Peters play where they say our work, our work was so pointless, but it kept us alive. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. And I thought that was nice. Yeah, that is nice. That is nice. Oh, that's beautiful. I wish I'd gotten to see it. Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we'll do it again. I um real quick. I fell on my skateboard yesterday really bad. Like I f- oh, no. I was on the ground, kind of yelling or screaming, and these boys came up to me and they were like, "Do you need help?" Like, and I was like, "I'm fine. I'm fine." And they were like, "You're bleeding," and I was like, "I'm fine." But my middle finger went numb Like I couldn't feel it oh, And I was like scary. I didn't like that that's scary. And now it's at this place Where there's like A little part of it That's a little bit numb And mm. I'm like I hope I start feeling it again I've experienced that before I yeah. can't remember what happened But I got a numbness In part of my finger From an injury But it, it came back I think it will Yeah but it, it, I really I'm actually amazed Not more Like I didn't get more hurt I thought yeah. would I would Like break my arm or something As far as you don't get more hurt All the time Yeah Sometimes when I fall on my skateboard Like it takes a minute or It takes like a couple seconds Before you feel the pain And you're like Okay where, where am I at what's yeah. about is, is my next month gonna be different yeah, or like totally. yeah but luckily it's like not too bad it's just my fingers a little numb and it itchy like there's like itchiness along my arm mm. that i think is related nerve damage just a little anecdote and that's medical corner that's medical corner when you guys were children were you did you talk about things that were, were when your parents were like how was your day or whatever and you, would you talk about little ailments that you guys had hmm i was really afraid of dying and i was always talking about it like i was afraid of like my stomach was always hurting so that was a constant kind of subject matter subject matter yes because when people ask me like what's up with you sam how's your day like on the phone or wherever i like don't really know what to say i'm not i don't think i'm very good at like looking at my life and seeing where like the interesting anecdotes are and then like wrapping them up into anecdotes Mm. but then some people you you guys in among others are like oh yes well the thing that happened today is i fell on my skateboard and i scratched my thing and last night i had a little headache and yes (laughs) i'm like like, oh the it it would never occur to me to be like you're saying it's fun and interesting when i tell stories like that (laughs) no it's it's not fun or interesting but it but more importantly it would never even occur to me that that would be a thing that would be worth saying why not i slammed my arm really hard a group of people came up to me said are you okay and then my finger went numb how many times does that happen to you your life yeah, very rarely really. and i fall on my skateboard a lot like yeah. but, but the times i tell you it's when it's like really fucked up like that time i do find answering the question of like how are you to be stressful yeah because i think a lot of times i have a tendency to give too much i'm like i want to be honest i want to say something interesting right i find myself t- saying something that is sort of like emotional or difficult that's going on that I think would just make interesting conversation but that yes. I've already said 10 times mm. and then I'm kind of bringing out sometimes it's a sensitive subject for discussion when I don't need to be talking about it. Well you're it. a little devilish sometimes. Yes and I'm a little like, devilish. Yeah, yeah. yeah but a lot of times and then I'll find people who commenting on stuff that's kind of important to me or intimate in my life and I'm like who gave you the fucking right to say shit to me about that? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and it's like, well, me, because I brought it up but I just don't know what to say. So more recently I've yeah. been a thing where someone says, how are you? Just say, good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, People yeah. don't like that because then they'll ask you again. They'll be like, "But what's up?" And then you gotta. Then you gotta say something. Corner you. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't know what about me. What maybe I didn't get that training because I'm thinking because my parents asked me a lot of questions when I was a <laughs> child. So 
I don't know. I don't know why I'm good at it. But like, for instance, Gabby is really good at being, I'm like, how's your day? And she like has three or four little stories to tell. Nice. And I'm like, that's <laughs> Gabby, not that's perfect. You're that's just not, you're just not fascinated by the, the inner monologue, yeah. the inner narrative of your life. Yeah, I'm, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. And it makes you, but it may, it's good because it makes you kind of more mysterious. It's true. It's a, it's a real mm. deficit to be a person who tells everyone everything about everything yes. that's happened to you. It makes you look, it's le- not attractive. <laughs> yeah, what's that like, Felipe? <laughs> it's, un- it's unattractive. It's unmysterious. But you have to understand, I, I went on a date with someone and I said to her, I was like, you know, my friends make fun of me because I like to describe things. Like I like to describe movies and video games. And she's like, and I was like, and I really get a lot out of it. Like it, it gives me like a lot of energy to do it. It's fun. Like that's how I process things. She was like, wow, it's so funny. She's like, I have this friend who will like narrate the whole plot of a movie. And I have to be like, I'm like, does it, no one telling her how boring this is? Like how mm-hmm. much this sucks or whatever? <laughs> and I was like, well, I do that. So let me describe to you what it's like. I was like, you just black out. And it's just like the pure pleasure of reliving the thing. That's funny. And you're just like. Just own. tasting the candy once again, and you're hoping that the other person is like enthralled, just as you were, by the work. You know, it's like, it's like not, it's not. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. help it. It's like that's what's happening. Yeah. Wow, that's funny that you feel that way. I can't say that I, that I know that feeling, especially not from describing the plot of a movie. I think from getting <laughs> well, to if it's tell, a good one, like some drama from your life again. What about a documentary film? A documentary film, maybe. I don't know, but to think of it as like tasting the candy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I like, loved so much that movie. I would love to retell it in like every beat of it. Yeah, it's but like, you have such a good memory for those kind of details. I think other people feel a little bit like, oh, and then what happened? Um, something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny that you wanted to extend the podcast because I have like just, just stuff that I want to gossip about and like and you wanted to end so we can gossip and I was excited and now I'm like do you want to do one of those gossips and not in person not on the podcast I wish I could do it we can't do it on the pod I wish I could do it on the who's listening you know I was gonna say who's <laughs> listening I, randomly today I went and I looked we have like more listens this than week ever. than last week I'm like we haven't well, even done enough people are hungry yeah. it's true I say we it's where they get their information what if we started doing a podcast like once every two weeks interesting I mean, maybe could something be? to discuss in person but yeah we can discuss that yeah it's not a bad idea but let's discuss it when we're talking about all the gossip yep. after uh, and if you could only hear if you could only, if you could only what do they say if, if these walls could talk be well let's say the thing that we always say to sign off Sam uh, be, be well be well be well Raisin Man Arena